This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Dr. Mark Westfall. Of course, you can find these segments online at letsthinkonitnow.com or just let's think on it at iTunes. It's Birmingham Mountain Radio 107.3 FM and Birmingham 97.5 in Tuscaloosa. We've been honored to be joined by the Chief of Police from Birmingham, Alabama, AC Roper tonight, and just so many interesting things to talk about. But I want to I want to go back and talk to the Chief about something that we had talked about on the show maybe last month, which was, you know, there's so many people from the suburbs now starting to move to Birmingham. And there's this change uh, happening. You can literally see it if you just drive around and walk around the streets of downtown Birmingham. And then in a city council meeting a few months ago, there was some outrage from some citizens about this change in this movement. And, you know, I was taken back by the whole thing. We've discussed it a lot. NPR, did a, uh, WBHM did a fantastic series on the whole, the whole thing. Chief Rober, what's your take on that? And do you see frustration from citizens about this movement? I do, and and when you're out talking and walking like we do quite a bit, uh, you can see the concerns, and I think it's more of a an issue that people don't know how they will fit in uh, afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there's this fear of the totally unknown. Uh, so is there a place for me? Uh, will property values go up now with all the, the improvements? Will I be priced out? Right. What, what's going to happen to me and my family? I yep. stuck with the city through all the, the down days, and mm-hmm. now is there a place for me in the future? And so, so and those concerns are real concerns, and, and, and I just believe that there's a place for everyone in Birmingham. Uh, I think the growth that we've seen downtown is, is a good thing, and it's, you start at the center and you work your way out. It takes time, but uh, we have some great leaders that are working to, to improve the neighborhoods, and we're doing some things. With, because here's the thing, when you have all these other issues, it often affects the police department. Mm, sure. And so we need the abandoned houses torn down. We need those vacant lots reclaimed for, for positive purposes. Uh, we need people to move back into the city and, and take control of their neighborhoods and their community because then you don't have an over-reliance on police officers. And so as a police department, we need the growth. Uh, and so and so we just need everyone to understand the direction we're heading in, and the mayor has done a great job with the community frameworks and trying to get everyone out to these meetings to see what's going on with their communities and for them to provide input. And then public safety has to be a part of that. So so I think if we can talk more, like the doctor said, and really communicate more, uh, we will find that we agree on way more than we disagree. Well, you know, we've said on this show before, you know, just like in the book uh, Nurture Shock, you know, there's a whole chapter about Race, the, the antidote for racism is, is communication, talking about it. Um, and when people feel like, oh, that's a, a touchy tob- topic and I'd rather not talk about it, it just gets worse. Um, so it is so important to discuss it. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we've got to create safe places where people feel comfortable talking about race. Yeah, I Because agree. that's one of the most fearful topics. Because if I say the wrong thing, are they going to think I'm a racist? And, mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things, all those thoughts. So so quite often people don't talk about it. Right. And, uh, and what I found in these listening sessions, 
when, when you go in the room and lay out the ground rules and say, I'm here to listen, I know we haven't done things right, we've done better, but we know we have more work to do. And, and you give people a place where they can feel comfortable saying, here's what I think. Because quite often people get their information from social media. We, we've had some sessions with some teens and they talked about all the bad stuff about the police. And when we asked them, did any of it happen to you? They said, no. Did you witness any of it? No. So where'd you get your information? Social media. Right. And, so, and so it's like, okay, so now we're starting to dig down in there. And there are some things we haven't done well as, as a profession. But boy, we have people right now who are willing to die for you irregardless of what color you are. Mm -hmm. They will put their lives on the line right now. Um, listening to you talk about the changes happening in Birmingham, um, you know, in addition to the different groups of black, white, racial tensions we're talking about, there's another issue that I know you, we've kind of alluded to, and that's an economic issue. We've got two groups of high income, low income. And, and unfortunately, um, in Birmingham, the low income is highly composed of African Americans. So you got a, an overlapping group there, and so they've, they've. It's as we said before, they get this learned helplessness because because it's a difficult situation. And so I hear you totally when you say you know it's not all good that people are moving downtown because it it, it makes people feel scared they're going to be pushed out. They're not going to be able to the taxes at home if the values come up and that kind of thing. And that's a that's an economic issue. And so. You know, I'm, I'm sure you have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell us know, what they are, please. Yeah, I mean, that, mm -hmm. that is something to, to a, a city really should, any city should be able to have the entire spectrum of income supported. Um, and then in the lower income areas, we need to work on helping those not stay as low income and, and help the people. Upward mobility. Upward mobility. Yes. You got to have But that. that's a difficult thing. And, and I heard the, um, I guess it was a, the Dallas police chief who I loved, and he was talking about, he said, you know, a lot of things are put on the police force that we just can't fix. We can't fix the country's economic problems. We can't fix drug problems. I mean, you know, we're, we do all these, we have all these social issues that we're supposed to try to fix. And he said, we, you know, we don't have the resources to fix it all. You mean, did you see that interview? Yeah. Or? There's an over-reliance on police especially in our cities that have high poverty rates. So we call 911 for everything. Uh, right now we're dealing with this mental illness issue across the nation because people don't have anyone else to call. So when their uncle stops taking his psychiatric medicine, there's no 24-hour response agencies out there except 911. Mm -hmm. So they call us and we send an officer to try to address this issue so right now in the Birmingham Police Department, every officer is going through a response to mental illness class right now. I will be sitting through four hours of training tomorrow. Yeah. Why do we do that? Well, we do it periodically, not just in the academy for the new officers, but periodically during in-service training. Every couple of years, we send the whole department back through the training because we know we're going to be relied upon when that person loses control or whatever happens. And the family doesn't want their family member hurt. Right. Right. They're calling the police to solve it peacefully, right. to defuse it. And what we've seen across the nation is sometimes the officer shows up and because of their perception of the threat, the officer shoots the person to kill them. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. that's not what the family wanted. And once again, right. it goes right. back to a lack of understanding that's of the situation. It. When we were, when I was in training, this is 20 years ago, 
we had a, uh, it was very progressive in Charleston, um, a, it was called Mobile Crisis, and it was a group of psychiatrists and residents who were on call for the police department uh, for when they had to get a mental health call. And so sometimes we go out with them. Most of the times they call and get a consult on, a lot of times we had records on the patient because they worked with the community mental health center so we could access the records at, after hours and know what medications they might have been on. And so it was a team effort between the, the psychiatry staff of the, of the academic hospital there and the police force. And it was um, uh, you know, very progressive and well thought of, but it was, I didn't realize how much is put on police officers to handle situations uh, of mental health. Um, I mean, that's, it's difficult when you've had training. <laughs> you still get it wrong. I mean, if you don't know what's going on with that person's mental health, it can be really dangerous. Well, it's easy to be critical of police officers or head football coaches. I mean, there, there are a lot of people who have high profile, and it's easy to be critical. And But sometimes we, stop, we fail to stop and rec- recognize that's a tough job. That's, it's a hard job to do what the police are asked to do or to be a head football coach. It's just a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. hard job. Very hard Very job. Hard job. Yeah. Who do you root for? <laughs> well, uh, uh, that's a loaded question know, right, right there. I'm a graduate of Alabama. There you go. And, uh, but I grew up an Auburn fan. There you and, go. And went to Alabama, and my daughter just graduated from Alabama a couple of months ago. So, so we kind of – let me do it this way. I'm a conference fan. There you See? go. There you go. I'm around all you these big ten people a lot. I'm like, man, we need the conference to do well. He's breaking down the line. See how he <laughs> broke down that group line? Absolutely. He tried to force him in a group, and he said, no, I'm not picking a group, or I'm going to pick a bigger group, which is a great example. We're all a part of the human race, right? I went to a bigger group. Let's try to make the bigger group succeed. I think it just proves that the chief of police is a political position. A, I well, think it's a psychological position. He I, just did a great job. I hate to spoil it. The right answer was UAB. UAB was the right <laughs> okay. answer. Was, yeah. was I started question. at UAB, and my wife graduated from UAB. He's got it. I'm a UAB fan. There you go. What a pleasure. forward to the new football Indeed. Boys what a pleasure this was, uh, hanging out with Chief of Police from Birmingham, A.C. Roper, of course, Dr. Mark Westfall as well. Thanks, you, you can catch this entire hour online at letsthinkonitnow.com. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio in Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>